Praise God. I don't know how I sound in, uh, in this microphone. Uh, I'm Isaac. Sometimes uh, my voice will uh, up and down, but just bear with me for today. Uh, this is the day that the Lord has made. Okay? Uh, we need to rejoice and be glad in it. There are so many people who might have wanted to, to be where you are today, but they can't. So wherever you, you are, whatever you're going through, just know that this is the day that the Lord has made for you, and you need to be glad on it. I'm Isaac, as a pastor has said. Uh, I'm from Kenya, uh, and I love God. I'm saved. Jesus is my personal friend and savior. Uh, oh, before I go on, let me just bring my wife to say hello. <laughs> yeah, just hello. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God. Oh, my name is Marcy. I did not expect to be called up here. I'm very nervous, but I'm glad to be in this place this morning. I am very grateful to God, and uh, thank you very much for welcome, welcoming us into this church. We feel very much welcomed, and we are very grateful. Thank you. Uh, that was naughty, and I know there are some sanctions waiting. Uh, you know, when uh, uh, today as I was there and then she asked me, how are you feeling? I told her, oh, I'm a bit nervous. And then she said, uh, don't worry, God will be with you there. So I wanted at least her to come and feel how God... <laughs> yeah, how God can be with, uh, with someone and I believe... Uh, God uh, has been here with her. Uh, <laughs> so today, let me just, because my time, uh, I've been given some few minutes uh, to preach. Uh, when uh, we came over here, we were looking for a church when we moved from Cornwall, and uh, my wife was Googling churches around me. And uh, luckily, God gave us the family church. So we came here, we were like, all right, let's just go around and then feel like, feel where do we belong. But now when we came here and then when we went home, she was like, how do you feel? I was like, yeah, there's no need for us to be hoping from one church to the other. We found what we are looking for. Yeah, and uh, we really appreciate God for this. Uh, my sermon today is about being the light to the world, uh, being the light to the world. And uh, I'll read some scriptures, some chapters, and talk about some life events uh, in the Bible that maybe might be according to what you're going through or what you know someone else is going through. And uh, I believe God will uh, bless us and uh, show us 
away. When a pastor came to visit me and then he asked me, uh, how do you feel about being up there where I am? I was like, oh God. Uh, English is my third language, so I have my mother tongue, I have my native language, and then English. So I've learned English. Uh, I've no, I was not born or we don't talk English back at home. So I was like, oh goodness, uh, maybe uh, my tenses will not be understood by an English person. Uh, maybe I'll be saying something and that it's not supposed to be pronounced that way, and I was like, oh, Jesus, why did you uh, make pastor think about me? You know? <laughs> i like, why couldn't you have Jesus at least? But now that one is because uh, when my mom visited from Kenya in May, and then I was, uh, when I came over back at home, I used to preach. Uh, but when I came over, I was like, oh, thank God, I will not be preaching again. You know? <laughs> and then when my mom came, and then I brought her here to speak to pastor. And then she was like, hey, pastor, you need to use this guy. He used to preach at home. And I was like, oh, mom. <laughs> I was like, yeah. But we thank God because God has given us this opportunity to share. Uh, being the light uh, to the world. Because we as Christians, uh, we live in this world. And we have where we are going. So the Bible says that, we're just travelers through. We're just passing through the world. And uh, we are going somewhere else. Where Jesus said, if you know me, you'll know where I came from and you'll know where you're going. So I hope everyone here, we need to know where we're going. Because Jesus said he's going to prepare a place for us. Praise God. Uh, and I believe... Where God, uh, Jesus went to prepare for us, it's somewhere where I'll, I want to go and see. Amen. Yeah, I just want to go there and then leave and then be told, all right, Isaac, this is your place, you know. I've prepared for you. Even before you were born, I knew you and I chose you. And then before, because he knew me, he knows what I like. So I think my mansion somewhere is being prepared. Uh, for as long as I'm in this world. Even though I want to see, but I don't want to go there now. Okay? I want to take some time and enjoy. Oh, so let's read uh, from the book of Genesis. Genesis 1. So, the first book of the Bible. Genesis 1 talks about the creation. It talks about how God and how the universe was. So if you read Genesis chapter 1, uh, we'll just read uh, verse 3 to 4. But now, as a background, we'll uh, talk about something. Uh, uh, Genesis 1, it talks about in the beginning, before the world was created by God, in the beginning, there was total darkness. Water was everywhere. And then, uh, in the beginning, God created the universe. Uh, so, Genesis 1, verse, uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 3. I don't know if it is in the screen for us. <laughs> it says, Then God said, Let there be light. 
and there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from darkness. Amen. God, at that time, two, uh, two verses up there, it says, there was nothing, the Spirit of God was just around. It was total darkness. And then the first thing that God said, let there be light. And as God was there, thinking, all right, he looked at the light and then he said, this is good. I've done something which is good. So, uh, it says that God divided, God separated, God took light away from darkness. Amen. Our lives, we are full of darkness. We've been born here. So everything in our lives are just dark. Everything is dark in our life. But now, God chose you. He separated you from the darkness. He took you away from the darkness and made you a light. Amen. Not just any ordinary light. It says, so the light. Amen. This is something special. The light, and he saw that it is good. So if you read uh, the book of Matthew chapter 5, Matthew chapter 5, uh, verse 14 to 16. Uh, this is the first book uh, in the Old Testament. Matthew 5, 14. Amen. Matthew 5, uh, 14 to 16, he said, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hilltop cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine. Uh, shine. Uh, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Amen. Uh, Jesus was talking and telling people that you are the light of the world. You are set. You are like a city on a hilltop. We as Christians... We are the light. Everyone looks at you. Everyone looks at you and then thinks like, is this person really, is this a Christian? I don't know if uh, we personally go to any other places, maybe where you work, and then ask, do you know that Isaac is a Christian? What do you think people whom I work with will, t- will say? Will they say, Really? Or they'll be like, yeah, I concur with you. We are like a light. It says that you cannot switch on the light and then put it under a basket. Put it under your bed. When you come to our houses like here, you see lights have been placed up above where people uh, can see. That's what we are as Christians. 
uh, back at home, I was, uh, I was raised uh, in a village that we didn't have electricity in our whole village. Uh, it's not that it was there and then they just decided to cut. No, we didn't have electricity in the village. So every homestead, every house, we had these little lanterns that you use just to switch it on at night, you know, and then it will give you uh, light throughout the night or until you switch it off. So these lamp, uh, lamp, uh, this lantern used to be placed somewhere high that uh, it could reflect the whole house. Because we only had one, so you had to be around that lampstand. If you want to see, you had to be around that for you to see at night. Maybe you're eating, uh, maybe you're just there doing things. You had to be there. And then I had a sister, my elder sister. Uh, she used to fear darkness. So anywhere, so long as it is dark, she could not go away from the lamp. She used just to be there. So maybe she's sent, all right, can you go to the kitchen? She could carry the lamp, you know, into the kitchen. So we who are there in the sitting room, you're just there. But now she goes with this light, and then you're told, all right, Isaac, can you go and check if the baby is asleep? Like, it's dark, I can't see. But now because what happens when it is dark? I don't know if there are people here who have been in that situation that it is dark. If it, is, if it gets dark and there's no source of light, your eyes tends uh, to blend with the darkness and then you can even see. Your senses, you know, at night if you go somewhere new and it's total darkness, even you can't move a step. But your house, just imagine now, even if you're here, if you close your eyes and then I tell you, can you go to your bed, bedroom? You'll know how I'll go, okay, I'll go through my door and then go upstairs. Even when I'm here and I close my eyes, I know how I can get to my bedroom, I know how I can go, where I have my boots, where I have my uniform. Even if you, I'll just be like walking because I know if I make two steps. So what if there's no light at all? we all tend to see a darkness. In darkness, we, we now start feeling like it's normal. You know, okay, from here, I have my chair here. So even I'll walk and then just confirm, okay, there's a chair there. And then turn right. When I turn right, only two paces I'll be on my stairs going up. That's darkness. That's the world that we are in now. We are used, everything around us is total darkness spiritual darkness, that we are just here and uh, we are used to doing whatever the world does. How many times do we pray in a day? Uh, maybe in a week once when I come to church. Why? Because I don't want to pray and then my wife will be hearing what I'm saying to God. Okay, I don't want to pray because while I'm in the office, I my friends will know that I pray. I don't want to pray because it just looks and feels weird. Why? Because this world that we're living in does not support praying. 
this, uh, this world that we're living in does not support your light. Why? Because people are used to live in this darkness. People, we are just used to it. So it becomes like a normal thing for us to do. It just, became, it just becomes, you feel like, this is what I'm used to. Because in total darkness, if you just switch on the light, what happens? Everyone will be like, oh, what's, what's happening? Yeah? That light has come and changed everything. Uh, I'm not sure if we all understand because I don't know if there's someone here who has ever gone camping at night. And then you're just there sitting, there's no light, and then someone switches on the torch. You'll be like, you just want to hide your face. That is what we are. We are the light that we've been placed up here. But now because the world is used to darkness, everyone will be like telling you and you'll be feeling weird and awkward. And you'll want, everyone will be like, oh, can you switch off your light? Can you switch off your light? And then if you don't have trust in God, if you don't believe in God, you'll find like every time everyone just deems your light. Your light keeps on until one time you'll be used to what the world is used to. You'll be in total darkness. And you won't notice that you're in total darkness. Why? Because you can now see even in darkness. You are here in church. Maybe you were like, uh, when I got saved, I was like, yeah, I want to serve God. I want to do things in church. I want to do this in church. But as years goes by, you start feeling weird. You're like, hey, when I came in the morning, uh, the person I saw in the, uh, at the door didn't say hi to me. You start having grudges with the person at the door. Your light starts dimming. As you're here for four months, when, uh, for or a, or a, a whole year that you've been here, when the pastor is preaching, he calls out other people's name and then, he's never even mentioned my name, even once. Why? You now start dimming your light. Oh, I won't go to that church. Why? Because uh, the pastor, every single time, he passes me and then greets the other person. Your light. By the time you realize you are doing things of the flesh. Amen. But if you're here, you need to see. There's one time uh, a servant of God. Uh, because he was a, a priest, uh, a, a, a prophet. He went somewhere and then the king sent people to come and, uh, and capture them. And then the servant was there. When the servant went out, he saw chariots. The soldiers have come for us, uh, pastor. The soldiers have come. And then he's like, yeah, you don't see, we have a bigger number than them. And this person goes out and like, no, everyone here has a spear. They're here for us. And the servant of God is just relaxed. As how Jesus was relaxed, uh, he was asleep when they, they were at sea. Why? Because Jesus sees. And our naked eyes, we can't see that our flame is just dimming. So this servant, uh, 
the prophet of God just prays and then asks, God, can you open his eyes? Can you let him see? Can you let his light shine and let him see the light? When he looked up, he was like, yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, there are a lot of people. So, if you read the Bible, they were like, yeah, so everyone there was struck with the blindness. They could not see, and then they came to the prophet of mine, uh, the prophet of God, and then uh, the story continues. Amen. In life, we need to be there. We need to switch on our lights. Because the Bible said that if we live by the light, we'll be glorifying God. Amen. If we, uh, I don't know if we can just read First Peter, chapter uh, chapter two. First Peter chapter two, verse twelve. First Peter two. Amen. It says, "Having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles." That when you speak against, when they speak against you as evildoers, they may, by your good works which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. Amen. We need to conduct ourselves as how the Bible says in an honourable manner. That when someone comes in and then they look at you. When the Gentiles, when the non-Christians watch you, what you're doing, and they start talking like, every time he's making noise for us here. Why? Because he's praying. He wakes up very early in the morning by six, he's out there praying. They're looking and talking against you as an evildoer. But now what happens is that one time something will happen and your prayer will save them. And then that will be glorifying God when he comes. Let's keep our light shining. Let us maintain our light. Keep on the fuel. The fuel is only the Holy Spirit, the prayer, the word of God. That's the fuel. We need to be topping that up every single time. So that when other people see us, when the non-Christians see us, they see the light. Even if they're looking for errors that we do, they glorify God in that. Amen? There are so many people in the Bible that things happened. The world was full of darkness and then people were used to being in the darkness. But when this person stood firm with what he believed in God. His city was saved. His family was saved. If you read the book of uh, Genesis, uh, Joseph uh, was there. He used to tell his brothers, but they, I had a dream today. And uh, as we were in the farm, uh, and then we were collecting the heaves. So when you're doing these, and then you are packs just came on board before mine and then the brothers were like what's this dreamer saying do you want to th- do you think that you'll be greater than us and yet you are the last born you know how last born's uh, parents love uh, the last born's you know yeah you're like if you go to uh, i'm the second one out of eight 
if I go to my mom and I like, mom, today I feel like eating this. She looks at you with an eye that tells you, okay? So, but now my younger sister, our last born comes and see, feels like, but then mom, I'm tired. I don't want to do this. She's like, Isaac, can you help her out? And I'm like, I was doing this. I was, uh, okay. So this Joseph does that. The brothers felt about him. They hated him. Why? Because the father loved him. Jacob loved his son, uh, Joseph. Even he went to an extent that uh, there's uh, this song say, uh, which, sing, uh, which goes like the coat of, the, of many colors. Yeah? Yeah, that. Joseph was made, uh, Jacob made a coat of many colors. Shiny ones for his last born. As the elder, elders were just like, uh, Dad, I don't have, uh, you know, my, my coat is, is torn. And then the dad was like, yeah, you don't have a needle. You can just go and sew it on. And then Joseph, the dad is there busy sewing this coat. So the brothers hated him because of that. They tried uh, to dim his light by selling him off to the Egyptians. Where he went there, he, uh, we knew a story about the Potiphar and his wife. Then Joseph was into prison. So he was there. He, was, he used to believe that uh, I dreamt one day that the sun and the stars will, be bow, will bow on me and, G- and uh, Joseph didn't lose hope. Even in prison, he went in there having done nothing, but his light did not go off. Why? Because he believed in God in heaven. When Potiphar's wife came and uh, wanted Joseph, he said, I cannot sin. I cannot do that thing against my God. Amen? Yeah, let us not do that thing against our God. Because our God is a great God. He's done so much for me. A lot of things for me, my God has done. I don't know if he's done for you. I don't know if you can just sit back, reflect on what God has done for you. Everything that we go through, God has done it for us. Amen. Us being here, that's just one thing that God has done for us. Uh, I've spoken much about the Old Testament. In the New Testament, Paul, the apostle, he went out someday to pray, and then there was a lady there who was filled with the evil spirit, and then she, she kept on shouting, oh, these, these are the men of the living God. They're preaching salvation to you. So one time that annoyed Paul, and then Paul kicked, uh, kicked the demon out. And then the masters, they didn't feel good. So they dragged them into the, uh, into the temple and then into the uh, leaders. And then they had to be imprisoned. And then they, from there they were striped, went out. And then they went to another place and then the same, same thing happened. These people grabbed them again. They went looking for them and then they were like, these people who have been turning the world upside down, they are here in our town. They are calm. You know, they are used to this darkness. So when they see you praying, they won't like you. When they see you believe, they will not like you at all. They'll be creating 
uh, barriers everywhere you go. But the only thing that we need to do, maybe you're here asking yourself, what will I do? What am I supposed to do? Amen. Let's uh, finish by John 8 verse 12. John, the book of John. Eight verse twelve. We are here asking, how will I get this light? How will I make my light shine? This is the solution. This is what we need to do. It says, then Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. Amen? He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. If you need this light of life, the answer is here. Follow Jesus. Follow his teachings. Follow what the Bible tells you to. Live in a good Christian way. And we will all have the light of life. Nothing will dim our light. Nothing will go against what God has prepared for us. Amen. We are here, maybe this is the first time that you say, Oh Lord, I need your light. We need to follow Jesus. Uh, sometimes I watch athletics, the 100 meters, the 200 meters. I don't know if you've ever noticed that, that when these people are there on the line, they've been told, all your mar on your marks, set ready. Everyone, it is uh, announced in the whole field that everyone needs to, to shut. Shh. Why? Because these athletes, these runners, they are there listening and waiting to listen to that gunshot. Bam. So that they can start their race. Because if the whole field, the whole stadium, everyone is making noise, these people won't hear what is going on. So everyone is told, even if you're cheering your team, this is my, I support my Kenyan team, uh, and you're there, just want to, shh, so that the person that I want to support, let them hear that gunshot. Amen. When they hear that, they start their race. Even if other people will be shouting and talking in the whole field, these people, these runners, will just be waiting for that. Even if you're singing in there in the crowd, they're just waiting to listen to that. We are surrounded by other things. Let us just listen to the Son of God, where he said he's the light and he'll give us eternal light. Let us just listen to him. Disregard what other things you're hearing. People will be like telling you, oh, Christianity is like this. Oh, you... No, just listen to God. Because we want that 
eternal life. Amen. So, uh, I thank God for that. My time is over. But the only thing that I want to tell you, let us fuel our light. If yours was deemed, maybe the world had brought you down. Let us just pray to God so that he can... Amen. You're here. This is your first time to be here. I leave that to our pastor to direct you. Father. Amen. Thank <laughs> you.